God wants to speak to you from your heart, and that's mm. your spirit man yes, connecting yes, with his spirit. Yes, and that's where he places it upon the heart, though. Mm. Your heart and your spirit are two different things. Yeah. People, so many people assume that the heart and the spirit are one and the same. They're not. Mm-hmm. The heart is the go-between between your mind and your spirit, man. Right. And God, what he does is he speaks to your heart. It infiltrates your spirit, man. But mm-hmm. then the thought starts coming to the mind. Yeah. But if you don't know how to unlock the heart yeah. where he can get it into, right. you, you've got a lot of things that are hidden in there that will never be released. Yeah. Never be released. That's good. Another quote you have here, Pastor, it says, because when, when God calls us to a prayer life or a lifestyle of prayer, there will always be instructions when, where, and what he wants you to pray. Yeah. God, God doesn't just kind of leave you hanging. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things you will find is he doesn't always give you details. Right. But he does give you the overall picture. Yes. yes. And the reason why he doesn't give you details is because too often we can get our hands involved in it. Yeah. And we think that, oh, here's the, here's the way God told me to do it. Yeah. And then what it is that we still end up messing that up. Mm-hmm. But what he'll do is he'll give you a very broad picture. Mm-hmm. And in that way, you still have to listen to him all the way through. Yeah. So he might yes. tell you, hey, Paul, yes. here's what I wa- I'm called yes. you to do. What is that, Lord? You're called the pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if he gave me every little detail... Yeah. What happens is I'm going to mess up a detail if it's that important. Yeah. Because I'm good at it. Or I might get scared and not do it because I'm like, I don't want to do that. Exactly. So he gives you a broad picture. He gave me a broad picture. Now what he does, he expects me to listen to him from start to finish. At least now I'm in the right direction now. Yeah. You know, I realized that, you know, even with our own eyes, Pastor, that we will start looking for the details rather than looking to God. Yes. At the process. So the details become our God rather than God yeah. staying our God. The details can honestly take your eyes off of God, keep mm-hmm. you to keep you from seeking God for every detail. Mm-hmm. Whereas every detail, you know, a lot of times we mean, well, I was very sure. good at this in yes. the past. But you're right. You, you think that those details and so you go, you go, you go acquire that. It, it becomes information yeah. more than it becomes God. It does. It becomes other things. It, it becomes more important than God. It becomes uh-huh. more important than prayer. Yes. Because we also were looking for that detail. God said at 12 o'clock, this is going to happen. Right. You okay. know? Yeah. And, and you're right. We, we need to be understanding that God wants to lead us step by step. Remember, it, it's, it, it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto mm-hmm. our path. He didn't say he's gonna. Oh, oh, he's not gonna show you the whole the whole vision in front of your face. Yeah. He's not gonna light it all up. All he's gonna do is light up enough that your pathway. So every step you take yes. is ordered by God. How important is that? Yeah, he wants every step ordered. He doesn't want you to to run. He wants you to take steps. That way, every step is literally something God showed you. I love it. To me, this this quote you have here coincides with that. Majoring in prayer makes problems the minority. There you go. Majoring in prayer makes the problems the minority. Yeah, because problems aren't nearly as big as we think they are. We create them and make them bigger than they are simply because we didn't make prayer major in our life. If if prayer is bigger bigger than your problem, your problem becomes very small. You're right. You said you you made also a quote about faith. We have faith the size of a mustard seed, and that should be bigger than our problem. Yeah, it should be, but it's not. Yeah, but we have another, like you said, another tool in our arsenal. And it's prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer overwhelms problems when you know how to pray. Wow. The problem is that we usually get overwhelmed by our problems, and so we. So what? What do we do? We pray out of desperation. 
And when you're praying out of desperation, that means your prayer is not very major. It's not a major prayer. Mm. It, it's a it's a prayer of God. I'm drowning. I don't need yeah. your help. Yeah. No, you're you're actually doing it at the very at the wrong side. Mm. If you'd have already been in major prayer, you. Ah. You would have never been out in, the, out in deep water, drowning. That's good. You would have already been ready. It would have been like Peter walking, stepping out of the boat. If he would have been in major prayer like Jesus was, mm. he would have walked on the water the whole distance to Jesus when he called him. Wow. But instead, Jesus was the one that walked from the place where he prayed because he went into major prayer. Mm -hmm. He walks out on an ocean yeah. while it's windy and the tempest was boisterous and there was a storm. Mm -hmm. He walks, who knows how far? It could have been a two-mile walk wow. out from the shoreline to where the men were. Wow. And instead, Peter walked about three steps and then he started sinking. Right. Why? Because Jesus put major prayer in, so that way the problem of the tempest was small. Wow. Peter put very little prayer in, and so the tempest, he, the tempest was, was big, Yes. and he started sinking. Wow. And so this is the problem, that when the people in the body of Christ don't put prayer as a major part of their life, yeah. make that the major tool in their life, mm -hmm. what happens is problems become bigger than their than their prayer really? life. So that means that when you start praying, you're praying because you're drowning. I don't wow. want to pray because I'm drowning. I want to pray because I already have a prayer life. And at this little mm. problem here, we're going to pray this one through no problem. Wow. So biggie. It's just another issue Yeah, that God's already got taken care of for me. Wow. I don't know where and how he's going to do it, but it's no biggie. God's wow. got it under his control. Wow. I've been praying some big time prayer. Wow. Pastor, let's go to Jeremiah 33.3. Yes. This is the key by which you said this this uh, message has been premised off of. Yes. Jeremiah 33.3. Yes. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know. Do not disguise and recognize. Have, have knowledge... Um, and do not distinguish. And do not distinguish. And recognize. And recognize. Yes. Have knowledge of and, and understand. understand. Yes. And it's amplified. Oh, that's the meaning? Is that yes, what that means? Yes, the meaning. Oh, in other words, okay. Which you do not know. Or in other words, which you do not distinguish or things you do not recognize. Oh, okay. But you have knowledge of and understand. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is by which, again, this message is premised off of. Yes. It's about being fenced in. Again, it's the protection issue. Mm -hmm. the, the, the more... God shows us great and mighty things. Mm -hmm. He's not sending you out to the wolves. You know why a lot of people don't want to do great things for God? Mm -hmm. uh, you know how many people I know that are called to ministry, but didn't go into ministry? Mm -hmm. Because they do see the heartache and the headache. Yeah. But they don't realize that the heartache and the headache, God's got you fenced in though. Mm -hmm. There's a still pre special protection over you that Satan can't get to when you answer the call. Mm -hmm. And so this is where a lot of times uh, people don't understand is that prayer, no matter what the level is, he's finched you in. Mm. He's finched you in with a specific, because the truth is you're still going to experience problems, yeah. but, but don't be afraid of it because he's got you fenced in. Mm. That means that there's certain things that, that Satan can't touch, wow. especially you personally, when, when you've been calling out and he's been answering you. Yeah. So I think it's powerful because this scripture is showing us who to call out to. Right. Who to call to. Right. We don't call to brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. We call to God. Right. And those answers, in fact, it's not just you that's fenced in. Let me, let me rephrase it. Yeah. Your answers are fenced in. Mm. In other words, so God hasn't, that's what it was. Uh, I, it's been a while since I did a message, but I remember what it was now. <laughs> that's good though. Get it. Uh, I remember it now. Uh, what, what he was saying is, is that, I've got all your answers and I'll show you all these great mighty things, but they're fenced in right now. You've got to get the key to unlock those things. Mm. And he goes, the reason they're fenced in is to keep Satan from stealing it. 
Mm. You see, how many answers did God have, have for you that he does he have for you? Yeah. That from the time you were little to the time you to the day you pass on from this earth, right. he's got things in there fenced in. Right. And every one of those things he's got protected for you. Mm-hmm. And when he does, as you are in need of it, when you unlock it, those answers will come out. They do. And they'll come into your life. And so he's going to show you great and mighty things, but he's got those answers fits, fenced in for you right now. Mm. And you know how many people will never get all those answers from God? Yeah. They, they all of, I mean, this is again, when they stand before God, if God ever showed us all of the things that he had in store for us, oh, whether it be God. healing, whether it be prosperity, whether it be victory, relationships, relationships restored, what, no mm. matter what it is. He's going to show us, these are all the things that I had fenced in for you, and you never got to it. Yeah. You never prayed it out. Yeah. And so I was never able to give it to you. Wow. It, that goes on with this quote you have here right, right below that is, not just anyone has access to the mighty things. No, no, not just anyone. It takes a person of prayer. It takes a person who knows how, that's got that special tool that God's given them, the key to get into there and whatever it is that you're in need of God allows that thing to be given to you in that little fence that fenced in area pastor what what do you pray in those moments is, is, is it because you're going through something you, right. like what do you pray specifically I just always be very direct with, with God about the answer don't go around about mm. because when you go around about well that means we're treating God like he's human like he can't read our mind already yeah he already knows what you're gonna ask before you ask according to scripture sure does. Yes. so we always go you know God I, I know that I've been messing up lately I know that I haven't been perfect but you know God I really need healing and blah blah and we get off one of these weird things and God doesn't care about your emotional stress status Mm -hmm. to get to the question Mm -hmm. just ask him lord you know what this is it this is what i'm in need of lord Mm -hmm. and so be direct the reason why we have not is because we ask not Mm -hmm. instead we try to create stories to try to mush god up no he's already got our answer fenced in just for you do we always have to pray scriptures or we can, can we just pray from our heart? Uh, you know, it depends on what it is. If you're looking for an answer, once it gives you an answer, you, you start repeating scripture. Mm. I usually repeat scripture once I know the answer. Okay. Because at first I need the answer because sometimes I don't know what the answer is. Okay. So then you're saying you pray for the answer. God, give me, I need the answer for this situation. Yes. And then once you get the answer, now you're using scripture to protect that thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, you know, if if it's something specific like, Lord, I need an answer. I've got an issue here with this situation. Okay, Lord, I don't really know what to do. Uh, can you please please give me an answer. Well, the Lord may give you an answer and it may be actually from the scripture itself, Mm. or he may just give you drop within you a word of wisdom Mm. uh, or a word of knowledge, depending on what it is. And this is how he speaks to us. It's through word of wisdom, through word of knowledge. So people that say that they don't, that not everybody's called to have the prophetic gift. Really? When you get an answer, what is it? Prophetic. It's prophetic. It's prophetic. I always tell people, everybody has can work in the prophetic gifts. If you got an answer from God, then you actually operated in one of the prophetic giftings, mm-hmm. one of the ninefold, one ninefold giftings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And one of them is the word of knowledge, one yeah. of them is the, the gift of tongues, and one's the word of wisdom. Mm. Well, if you got a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge, that's actually one of the prophetic gifts. Yeah. If you actually know. But now, in order to pull that thing through and protect it and sustain it, mm-hmm. 
sometimes you now you need to go to the scripture and say, God, I'm declaring this word over this mm. thing. And so that's the way I usually do these. And so depending on the answer, you look for that scripture yes. that coincides with that answer. Yes, it coincides with the answer, not the question. Right. It's, it's, it's already been answered. Yeah, it's only after it's been answered. Because you can't go pray. I can't go pray and say, God, you know what? I, I need you to I need you to be like, what was it, Jehu that, that ended up hanging himself with his long hair as he yeah, was like, yeah. oh, God, I need you to hang them like Jehu, you know. Yeah. No, no, you need to ask God, how do we handle this situation, Lord? Mm -hmm. Because every situation is different. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do need healing in a, an area of your body. Example, yeah. Maybe or maybe of the mind, Lord. What is going on in my life? Why do I I always why do I always get uh, um, why do I always hesitate when I have to deal with things why is it that I'm afraid of mm -hmm. these type of things Lord dealing with issues mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. well God may give you an answer to that yeah but you can't pray a scripture until you have that answer mm -hmm. because God may say son here's why mm -hmm. when you 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 ended up you opened up a door years mm -hmm. ago by telling people that you don't want help from nobody well mm -hmm. guess what I just now can give you the help. Mm. Great. So now what we do we go find a scripture where it says, "I trust in the Lord always," there you know, and, and and in the in His name I will always trust. Yeah. You know, mm. and you start quoting these scriptures it's like because That's what you're good. doing is you're you're taking that thing that God's helping you break through on, mm -hmm. and now you're applying a scripture to the answer, which is God's voice. Which is God's voice. My my help comes from the Lord. Yes, That's it what comes David. from the Lord. There it's we go. Like you talk about help. That scripture comes from God. Yes, it does. And so it's a, it's really important to understand that your answers always need to come through prayer. Mm -hmm. Then you repeat it. Then you pray scripture over it to protect it. There's another one of your quotes here. You may not know they exist right now, referring to the answer. Yes. But when you call on God, he will open those hidden things to you. Yes. You know... Um, Look, you don't know the answer. That's that's mm -hmm. why we pray. Mm -hmm. If we it, look, your yeah. prayer life. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some things in life that you've had wisdom that God's given you wisdom on, mm -hmm. and you've been through it before, mm -hmm. so you may know how to handle it the next time. Yeah. But even then, that shouldn't disqualify that disqualify the need for prayer. Mm. A lot of people do. Well, I know how to do this. I've been here before. Been here, done that, so to speak. Yeah. Well, that's great. Do it anyway, but still pray say god guide me through it because it's still it's still an issue i think when that mentality pastor yeah been here done that that sounds like disappointment to me you know what i mean yeah, to, to, it, can for, be. it can be for a person or it sounds like it's been there done that god didn't do it once so hopefully he does it cross my fingers do it again this time and he can, yeah and it can be that and it can okay. and it can also even be you know i've done it i don't need god's help anymore because I've been here, been that before. It's like, no, you still need his help. Yes. Don't disqualify God just right. because you've been here before. It's always a different answer. It's always still a different answer, even though the situation might be the same. It doesn't matter. That's a good point. God still good needs point. to answer. It may have a different thing, the way to go about it this Very time. Good. So not every not every solution is the same based off of the situation and the circumstance from the past. Mm. It's not always the same. You still need to ask the Lord. Think about it. Jesus yeah. really went through the same. Uh, what was he went through the problems with the with the Pharisees and Sadducees constantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yet every one of his answers were different. Every single one. Why? Because it was still a different situation. You're right. Even the healing process of blind eyes. Every single person he healed that were blind was different. Yeah, well, yeah, he'll one by putting mud. mud into their eyes. He spit in dirt, created that in his hand, and yeah. then put it on his eyes. That's other right. ones he spoke to. Well, yeah. others he just spoke directly to. Yeah, and the other ones he says, your faith has healed you. Yeah. 
So that's why I say every situation is different. You need to know what God's word is on that. Mm -hmm. His answer is, in other words. Mm -hmm. And then you apply the scriptural yeah. truth mm -hmm. to seal that, to lock it up. Yeah. Make sure that it's protected. I love it. You said prayer, prayer is a key. Now, we're going to get to some of these points here, Pastor. Uh, point is, you have to be confident in Him. Yes. That's one of your points in going to prayer keys. You have to be confident in the Lord. Yes. Um, you have here, was it First John chapter 5? Is mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. And verses 14 and 15. Yeah. So uh, now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of Him. Yes. Look, if you first of all, confidence is of the mind. Mm. It, it's it's it, it helps it helps push your faith a lot of times, but not all but not always. Faith and confidence can work together. Mm. Um, and so Paul doesn't John just doesn't tell you always to have faith like all the other apostles did. No, you're right. He's saying have confidence too. In other words. Literally believe it in your mind, yes. not just your heart, uh, uh, you know, not, not just the faith that it takes, the spiritual faith that you need, mm -hmm. that, tr that overall trust in God, yeah. but confident that it will actually happen. Mm -hmm. Can you see it? You know, when mm -hmm. you talk to an athlete, the one thing that athletes are extremely well known for is their confidence. Yeah. And what and if you ask them, do you believe you're going to win today? Do you believe yeah. that you're going to be the winning? They won't even just tell you they're going to win. We're going to kill them. We're going to annihilate them. We're so prepared. We're so much better than they are. We're so that's confidence. Mm -hmm. Now, what if you put faith and confidence together? And this is what John is saying. Mm -hmm. He says that the confidence that we have in him. him. Why would you have confidence? Because I've already seen him do it before. There it is. I've already seen it. So I already have confidence that he's going to do it again. But that if we ask anything according to his will. Okay, what's his will? Mm -hmm. you got to know his word. Mm -hmm. You don't know his will until you know his word. Yeah, when you say confidence in him, we all we have in front of us in, in a tangible is the word of God, the, right. the Bible. That's right. We have to believe in those testimonies of men and women who are actually written in those Bibles. People that don't believe that they can be healed. Or believe in healing, mm -hmm. but they don't believe that God always heals everybody based mm -hmm. off of what they... Mm -hmm. is because they don't know, know His will. They've wow. not read His Word. Wow. Or they have a few big scriptures that they've heard other people talk on, but they don't know His will. And then it says, according to His will, He hears us. So now if we pray this according to His will and we're confident in it, mm -hmm. that's when God says, hey... I hear you that prayer. I hear that prayer. That's awesome when you say it that way. And so, in Jeremiah, listening. yeah, I love that. Jeremiah 33 3, I love this. Going back, just the first few words call me and I will answer you. I will answer you. His, his, his will is to answer you. His will is to answer you. Man, Pastor, when you put those together, it's, it, it's, a, better, it's a better burger. That's right. <laughs> it's a better hamburger, it is, man. It's better. It's a lot better food to be eaten on. I'll tell you. And that's why he says, and if we know that he hears us, so not only does he say he hears us, but now we know he's hearing us. Again, it's that confidence thing. Mm -hmm. I actually know it beyond the shadow of a doubt that he heard me, that whatever we ask, we know, we're completely confident that, that we have, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that not that we can get it mm -hmm. or that we might get it, mm -hmm. that we have the actual petition that we've asked from him. It's done. That's My healing is done. I have it. That's confidence, man. That's confidence. And again, that's in prayer? 
Yeah. That's in prayer, Pastor. It's in prayer. That's why I say go back to the athlete. Talk to the athlete when he's when he's so confident, he's actually talking as if he already won. Talk to him. Mm -hmm. He'll he'll tell you. We've already got this one. Mm -hmm. It's already done. Mm -hmm. We've already know what we gotta do to beat him. We already know. It's mm -hmm. done deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you haven't fought yet. You see, this is where those who don't know God's will right. and those who do. Mm -hmm. The one who's in prayer says, No, healing's already done. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not healed yet. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was done at the cross. It's already done in me. Mm-hmm. I don't care when the manifestation happens. It happens. Mm -hmm. Healing's done. Mm -hmm. Healing is was done at the cross. I already seen it, so therefore I'm healed. And I thank the Lord for it. You see, mm -hmm. but people that don't understand His will, well, if it's God's will, He'll no. It is His will. It is His will because I have confidence in it. If yes. I have confidence in it, it becomes His will. It's not God's will if I don't ask the confidence, though. Mm -hmm. Get that. Mm -hmm. If I'm not asking in confidence, mm -hmm. then I'm not asking according to his will. See that? Uh, exactly. I love your emphasis here. You have in red, bold letters, uh -huh. confidence. Yes. Is the key to God will. Right. He will. So remove confidence. And if you talk like a lot of other Christians, what do they say? Well, if it's God's will, does that sound confident to you? No. No. It's not confident at all in God's eyes. So therefore, they're not praying according to His, His will, will. Which proves they don't know Him. They don't know Him. Exactly. This is a definition for confidence. A feeling of self-assurance rising from one's appreciation or own ability or qualities. Yeah. I love it. Another one of the, the definition, Pastor, kind of goes back to your, yeah. your other notes, is that um, not everyone has access, right? right? It says confidence is also telling a private matter or secrets with mutual trust. Yeah. Confidence comes down to trusting. That's it. I can't have confidence in God if I didn't trust Him. Exactly. You mentioned the athlete. Yeah. He trusts his own ability. He trusts it. He trusts his strengths. Yep. That That is a deep confidence in what he can do. And he knows he has the ability to do it. Man. Now all he's got to go out there and do is and prove it to everybody that he can. Exactly. But it's done in his mind. Exactly. I'm just going to go out there and collect the check. Mm -hmm. That's all he's doing in his mind. Mm -hmm. And so when, how come if an athlete can have that kind of confidence in themselves, how come we don't have that kind of confidence in God? That is so good. Yeah, just, we, yeah, why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we? Why? Because we have learned yet to talk with God and use those keys to prayer, called prayer. You said at the beginning of the podcast when you started talking about prayer is yeah. that it's the most most underutilized tool. Underutilized tool. It's funny how often people will put all their hard effort and everything into schooling. Oh, come on. Uh, if there's something they're interested in, they'll practice right. it. 100% right. Uh, if they want it really bad, they'll work hard to make it. Mm -hmm. You you name it. They put all this energy, mm -hmm. but we put absolutely no energy into a God who's better than we are. How come we put more confidence in ourselves mm -hmm. that we can get the degree, we can get the money, we can get the, we can overcome the situation, we can do this, we can draw. Okay, you can do all these things, but how come you don't have that same kind of confidence in God who's yeah. better than you are? In the way you said it, how come you have that kind of drive? Yeah. You see, in the way you're standing, Pastor, it, confidence, I get it, but you're talking about a person with confidence and drive. Yeah, how mm -hmm. come you have that kind of drive for yourself and not believe in God with the same kind of drive? No, totally. It, 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 here's the world. We, this is the world of church that we live in today. Mm. 
That's the church world that we live in today. Is this, do you see, part? Of, is part of the weakness in the church, is this, is this part of the key right here? Lack of prayer? It is. Plain and simple. A, a prayerless church is, is the cause for, for powerless church. I'll say that. Yeah. Prayerlessness is powerlessness. Yeah. And remember, God's, whenever healing happens, it's because God's power was on display. Mm, man. When when you get saved, it was God's power on display. Okay. When you get healed, it was God's power. Because only the power of God can do any of those things. Mm-hmm. In order for you to get saved, it was the power of God unto salvation. salvation. That's why I say you can't even be saved unless the power of God was evident. And, and it's funny, every altar call, it's called the prayer of salvation. Yes, prayer of salvation. It's a prayer. Prayer and power work hand in hand. Power doesn't come unless there's prayer. Wow. Uh, and and uh, uh, you know, but but you can you can have power, but uh, you can have pr- prayer with no power too, mm-hmm. because now we don't ask according to His will. We're not asking in confidence. Oh, which goes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. So we see that the, the church has a lot of problems, and it's always going to come back to prayerlessness. Okay. Point number two, Pastor. Yeah. Asking according to His will. You have Matthew seven seven. Ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Okay. Now, interesting here. Mm-hmm. The word will, just in Matthew 7, mm-hmm. 7, mm-hmm. it says, ask, and it will. Interesting. Seek, and you will. Uh, knock, and, knock, and it, it will. will. This is extremely important. Go ahead. Yeah, impact that. Because it will is God's promise. If you ask, you will. Right. It's conditional. It's conditional. It's always conditional. Yeah. This is why a lot of people don't get their prayers answered because they don't understand the will of God. And therefore, their will isn't lined up with Come the on. will of God. Come on. So you're not going to see God's will given to you. In other words, what you're asking for won't be given to you if it's, if you, don't you don't believe it. If you don't. If you don't. That's it. Uh, so it will, it will, it will is extremely, extremely wow. important. Wow. And it comes down to you. Yeah. You. you. That's why Matthew 21, 22 says it best. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing. So you have to believe. You will. But it starts, but it starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. It starts with prayer. Though. Whatever things you ask in prayer, prayer believe. Believing. You, you will receive. You will receive. It didn't say you might. Say it's a possibility. You will. Because remember, mm. God's will is at work, and the will of man is also at work. I think you're right. I think I think this is, this is so interesting, Pastor. Asking and prayer are synonymously one in this verse. Right. Ask in prayer. Asking. You have a need. Yeah. You have a request. Yes. But you you're you're getting ready to ask it. Yeah. But don't, don't just say the words what you need. Ask in prayer. Ask in prayer. And it's interesting. When you do it that way, with that kind of faith, that kind of confidence, that kind of trust, that kind of uh, affirmative, here's what happens. Everything that you see in Scripture is always answered in the affirmative. In other words, God will do it. It doesn't say God might. The only time it says that you won't get your prayer answered is when you ask amiss. Why? Because you didn't ask it according to His will, according wow. to Scripture. Wow. So if it's not His will, then it can't be your will. Wow. So what business do you have praying that prayer if it's not my will? Yeah, none. That means we're not hearing. We're not hearing. We're not hearing God. And James 1.5 even says it again. If any man lacks wisdom, again, 
again, if you ask, if you seek, and you uh, knock. Knock. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Mm-hmm. It will be given in abundance. You see, James chapter 1, verse 5 lines right up with Matthew 7, 7. Mm. Abundance and without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Wow. It will. God, James is even saying, look, probably James is talking from experience. He's basically yeah. saying, guys, I have had more prayers answered since I understood the will of God. <laughs> but when I started I asking according well, to, 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 to the abundance of what he wants to give to me because he yeah. did it, yeah. I already know God's not going to maybe give it to you. Mm-hmm. He will give it to you. Wow. How reassuring is that? Yeah. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is hearing our little pitiful voices. You know what I mean? In the, in the grand scheme of things, I know what Paul needs. Yep. I know what Matthew needs. Yep. And they're they're asking me in prayer. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Your truck, going back to that testimony, it's done. It's done. It was done. Yep. That truck is better looking, nicer, more powerful than the previous one that the was stolen. One. Yeah, exactly. And cheaper. And cheaper. Really, it's cheaper. It's extremely important to understand that God always answers in the affirmative. The only time he answers in the negative is when we are unsure. Pastor, uh, this part here in verse in James 1.5, it says here, and without, will be given to you without finding fault. And yes. it'll, be, it'll be given to you. Right. What does that mean, Pastor, without finding fault? In other words, if your prayer is done in true wisdom, mm-hmm. What he's done, he's not seeing the faults in your life as a result. And that's what I wanted to hear you say. Yes. He doesn't see your faults when he's when you're asking in true faith. See, again, that's what I want our listeners to hear, Pastor, because yeah. that right there is mercy yeah. at its best. Because none of us are perfect. But he's saying, man, I'm not looking at your wall. Right there. You see, we, we, we have this thing called anecdotal faith. Okay. Which is? Basically, if I do wrong, then that means God can't do anything for me. Okay. It's anecdotal faith, but if I do what's right, then God will do things for me. And it's like, no, first of all, nobody's perfect. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. God's saying here, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and he will give it in an abundance. Mm-hmm. And he won't do it with look. He won't look for your faults before he, uh, in order to determine whether or not he's going to give it to you. But if you, he'll do it without finding fault and it will be given to you. Yeah, Pastor, we have terrible memories. Yeah. We remember the bad we do. But we will remember the good that God does. Right. And that will overshadow, if you will, asking in confidence. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.